the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. In our first gospel lesson, we are told a very great multitude cut down palm branches from the trees and laid them on the ground as our Lord rode by on a donkey to enter Jerusalem. Palm branches had come to symbolize moments in history where God saved his people. The origins of this symbol come from the Feast of Booths. The people of Israel would travel to Jerusalem and use palm branches to construct temporary huts or booths. The purpose was to remember the time when Israel had wandered in the wilderness, also living in these temporary huts. And the feast also celebrates God, who always provides for his people with sustenance in the wilderness and always delivers them to the promised land. There are other historical occurrences where the people of Israel would use palm branches to celebrate a moment where God delivered them from calamity. In our gospel, the people found it appropriate to bring out the palm branches because they had heard about the ministry of Jesus and they trusted that he would be entering Jerusalem as king, the son of David, the rightful heir. As Jesus goes by, the people cry to him, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The word Hosanna comes from two Hebrew words, Yasha and Na. Yasha means save us. Na means we beg of you. Together, Yasha Na or Hosanna means save us, we beg you. I'd always thought Hosanna means something like hallelujah, a declaration of praise, but actually it is a plea for help. Immediately when, Ginter, immediately when Jesus enters Jerusalem, he goes to the temple to cleanse it from its idolatry. This action of cleansing the temple must have given the people hope that very soon Jesus would take the throne and he would lead the military and political revolt that would save the people from the spiritual wilderness of the Pharisees and foreign oppression of the Romans. It looked like Jesus would answer their pleas for salvation. However, Jesus did not enter Jerusalem this day to take the throne. He entered Jerusalem to die on the cross. From the epistle, Jesus humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Humility can be and often is defined as the virtue of seeing oneself correctly in relation to God, in relation to our neighbors, and in relation to our own selves. Pride often occurs when we think too much of ourselves, or pride can also occur when we think too little of ourselves. Humility is when we see ourselves just right, that is, when we see ourselves the way that God sees us. Because there is a correct view, there is therefore a truth that we must confront. Humility is ultimately about recognizing the truth of reality and acting in accordance with that truth. Pride is therefore about perpetrating a lie or living in a fantasy world. Jesus acted humbly when he accepted the shouts of praise from the crowds, because that is what the son of David would do, after all. Jesus acted humbly when he, as the son of God, restored the temple into a house of prayer, because that is what the son of God would do, after all. Jesus consistently acts in a way that is in accord with who he is in the sight of others and in the sight of God. And Jesus also has a right view of himself as our Savior and Redeemer when he humbly does what the Savior of the world must do, 
That is, he submits himself to death, even death upon the cross, to save us from our sin and our eventual death. The Palm Sunday liturgy likewise gives us an opportunity to practice humility, as this liturgy shows us what the right view of ourselves should be in relation to God. When we, when we carry palm branches in the Palm Sunday procession, we act like a people who relies on God as our king, and we rely on God who will deliver us from oppression. When we say to our Lord, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest, we have a right view of ourselves as needing salvation from Jesus. And finally, we have a right view of ourselves as sinners as we cry out, let him be crucified, let him be crucified. His blood be on us and on our children. Humility is about recognizing the truth. It is true that we are sinners, and it is true that each of us is responsible for calling for the death of our Lord, and it is impossible for us to wash our hands of this reality. The word humility comes from the Latin word humus, which means from the earth. As we were told a few weeks ago on Ash Wednesday, remember, O man, that dust thou art. The truth is that we are created from the dust of the earth, and we are subjects of God, and we are sinners who deserve to be punished. The truth is that we are the reason for our Lord's death. But the truth is also that God does not desire the death of the sinner, but rather that the sinner turn from his wickedness and live. The truth is also that we are all sons and daughters of God, with whom he loves and with whom he is well pleased. And the truth is that it pleases God to save us. Pride is a difficult sin to combat. The lies of pride can only be undone by the truth of humility. And that requires that we learn to see ourselves the way God sees us right now in this moment. God sees the parts of us that we do not like about ourselves. And despite this, the truth is we are wholly loved and accepted by God. He never leaves us. The way we learn to see ourselves as God sees us is by spending time with God in prayer. When we spend time in prayer, we spend time in the reality that God accepts us for who we are right now. Over time, we realize the truth that he has not rejected us. On the contrary, he wants to be with us. When we cultivate our life of prayer, we experience God as our father and we experience ourselves as his children. It is through prayer that we bask in the love of God, and this time spent concentrating on the love of God has an effect on how we see ourselves. We become humble. When humility grows in us, we confront our sins, and we can make a good confession, not motivated by guilt, but motivated by grace, so that sin loses its power over us, and we begin to see ourselves as who we already are in the eyes of God. Over time, we also begin to see others for who they really are, and we are not afraid of what we see. In fact, we begin to see the other as God sees the other, as a child of God with whom he loves and with whom he is well pleased. In this way, the love we receive from God we can pass to the other. When we become humble, the church becomes humble, and a humble church is able to minister to a prideful world. This does not excuse sin, the truth is that we are still sinful, but sin is something that God will deal with when we give him the space to enter into our lives through prayer. When we make a good confession, sin loses its power over us. When we struggle with sin, 
It is perseverance in our prayer and a continued dedication to the sacraments that God is able to deliver us. It is God who deals with our sin. And ultimately, God answered our Palm Sunday prayers to deal with sin. Hosanna to the son of David. Jesus, we beg you to save us. That is exactly what Jesus did when he rode into Jerusalem on a path that led from the town of Bethany to the cross for our salvation. Ultimately, Jesus answered our Palm Sunday prayer when we called for his blood to be on us and on our children. The blood of Christ that issued forth from his body on the cross is the very same blood that we will receive from his body this morning from this altar. Today, let us make our humble confession to Almighty God, and let us come to his altar to receive his body and his blood. And let us then spend this holy week prayerfully as we turn our attention to the cross and the reality that Jesus is our great Redeemer King and that we are his family, whom he loves and with whom he is well pleased. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.